Hello, this is Pauline Jennings. Welcome to Musician Talk. My guest on Musician Talk this week is Kyra Reverman, an eighth grader at Northfield Middle School. Kyra has enjoyed performing for as long as she can remember. She's been around Northfield performing on the Guild stage, participating in the DJJD Parade, and has recently recorded a song for a Guild fundraiser event. Kyra also plays the saxophone and is part of the Northfield Middle School Jazz Band. I have seen and heard Kyra perform, and she continually blows me away with her talent. So I asked her to join me today for Musician Talk. She agreed and is with me here live in the KYMN studio. So let's talk to Kyra Rubberman. on stage last night uh, at uh, the Guild for It's a Wonderful Life, which was a radio show. You guys produced it as a radio show. What was that like? Um, it was so much fun. This was my first time doing something like this, like a radio show, and I was super duper excited to be a part of this because I didn't know um, what we were going to do for this. It's like, like I said, it was my first time, and it was just such a cool experience. Like We were on stage the whole time. I got to see all my fellow castmates like being on stage and I truly felt like we were in the 40s and it was super cool it was cool you had the mics all up front and you had two tables with the sound effects with with students doing the sound effects for everything yeah the steps and yeah yeah great what a wonderful show there's a performance today at two o'clock so people could still see it if they if they want to yes that's great (laughs) so I have one question before we get into your musical journey which is uh how do you feel about the holiday season? Do you love it or? Oh man! Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I love it so much. I feel like it's definitely like they say in like all of the songs. It's like a holly jolly type of year because like it's just something about it. It's so comfy, you know. Like snow falls down. Mm-hmm. It's like a time to spend time with like friends and family. It's just I love it. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. And we're gonna hear you sing a Christmas song. Yeah. Uh, later in the show. Right now, let's. Uh, in the intro, I said you you've been performing as as long as you can remember. So mm-hmm. when do you, when do you remember? You like singing. What's your first memory? Oh well, so music has always been a part of my life. Like my mom's side of the family, they're all from Germany, and music and dance is a part of everyone's life there. Especially for my mom's mom, my granny. Uh, she plays the piano, the guitar, and she has an amazing voice. Uh-huh. And, like, that's where I feel like I get most of my um, vocals are from her. She's just such I, – I have no words for her. She's mm. She just has such, like, an amazing voice. And so whenever I go down to visit her, she's just always – like, what we do in our free time is we just sing and dance around her house and it's just such an amazing time ever since i was little i was singing and dancing with her and my other family there like my grandpa and grandma also in germany we um sing and dance like we have such like we make up our own songs sometimes and um it's really fun and then i have a great grandma here in ohio and um, what's really special with her is when I lived there, um, we always used to go in our house uh, on Sunday. 
and she had this old player piano. It's uh, the one where you put like a scroll in and then you pedal and then it plays that song. And it's really funny because like my dad would always pedal and he always got like this workout because he's like sweating as he like <laughs> is playing the piano. And um, me and my great grandma just always sing and dance like i took my first steps at her house and that's where we always used to dance and like our favorite um scrolls were like raindrops keep falling on my head (laughs) mine was the candy man when i was younger and then we always together sang oh you beautiful doll and it was such a special time for me there grandparents you have (laughs) yes what a treat that's so special yes she was very special to me too so when did you start actually singing in school or in a show or more professionally in quotes? Oh, so parents or grandparents. Um, I always did like the choirs at um, the school. Like I always did like the choirs and they always sometimes picked me to like sing like a solo here and a solo there but that was like the main thing that I did until I did the guild production of The Secret Garden. That was my first time actually being on stage and singing this, like, the musical, you know? I played Mary Lennox, and that was the first time I've ever done that, and it was truly a special moment for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I saw you in that. That was the first time you were on stage? Yeah, well, not first time on stage. It's, like, singing it, though. Singing, right. Yes. It's a huge role. Yeah, and it's kind of funny to me because the first um, play that I did here was The Miracle Worker. I was eight years old. And it's funny because I come, I played Helen Keller. And being Helen Keller, having no lines to playing Mary Lennox, Mm -hmm. singing and dancing on stage, I thought that was truly special. (laughs) Yes, and really, really good. I mean, you, you... You knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. It's it's a hard hard songs. It's a lot of lines, and you just I was so impressed with you. That was the first time I said, okay, I want to meet this. <laughs> she got talent, and you you, you were eleven. Um, I th- I think I was eleven. Yeah, I was fifth oh, grade. Amazing. <laughs> that was so amazing. Thank you. So what ha- what what happened next? What were you in? What were you doing next? So I've done a couple of shows after like Secret Garden. And up to then, I think I've been in about 10 productions. This, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, the one I'm in right now being um, my 10th. And I've done a few things before that, like I've done fundraising events. And uh, in about sixth grade, for our school, I sang Rise Up for Northfield. And I sang Rise Up by Andre Day. And they basically showed it at our school. Because, like, it was really uh, cute because the principal was actually crying because he shows it on, like, the morning announcements. And I thought that was super special. (laughs) But, yeah. And then um, I have a voice coach now. I've been with her for about, like, well, started in the summer. And she's basically uh, been working with me. And um, this, like, this spring, I'm going to be in the Nats competition. It's the, um, it's the, I don't remember what it's called. That's Hold on. Right. Yeah, but it's. We can look it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll get that back up. I'll talk about it later. But it's just this competition uh, that I'm doing. It's the first competition that I've ever been a part of, that I'm going to be a part of. And I'm going to be singing a Broadway musical song. And then I'm going to be singing a more 
high head voice song and i'm really excited for that because i don't really sing in my head voice because i just love to belt out <laughs> my songs so i'm really excited to like learn more about going into my head voice and singing more softly definitely that's a it, it's not just softer it gives it a different feel oh yeah right? definitely it, it gives it more feeling emotion. too yeah also you could bring more drama to a song because you have this this quiet parts yeah um, and so that's you're working on your head voice with your coach and well, we should talk about the difference between chest and head uh-huh. Um, you know, I should know the technical differences, but one is, uh, but I don't. One goes through more through your nasal up high, and it's it's like this. It's it's you know, it, 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 there's not much chest in it. No, yeah, um, it goes through your head, and then the chest voice is like it sounds. You're using more of your chest, and it's reverberating more in your mm-hmm. chest than your head. Yeah, so it's louder and more powerful. Usually, <laughs> yeah, really, really good singers have a, have just as powerful of a head voice as they do, and they oh, combine yeah. the two. <laughs> so who's this coach uh her name is melissa um i love her so much she um works at shattuck and um she's just so wonderful she is like an amazing powerful like she usually does like the more head voice mm-hmm. um type of things and she is so powerful and so amazing i really love her oh it's so wonderful to find a good teacher oh definitely you know, Kyra, I, there's more that we are going to talk about on your musical journey, but I want to hit on this first song <laughs> that you recorded for this show with backing tracks. Yeah, so, yeah. How did you do that? Who helped you with it? Um, well, so recording it, um, it was a little bit of trouble because um, my dad's has the, these microphones and we tried using them, but his microphones aren't really used for singing. He does more of the talking. And like I said, like my voice is super loud. And like when I sing and like just super strong where the microphones weren't really picking it up and it just sounded super muffled. It was not that nice. So we tried a bunch of different things and it was not working. So at the end we decided to use, he has like, my dad has like this microphone app and I just sing it acapella uh, with my headphones, which had the karaoke, and then we put the music on top of this. But <laughs> thank you so much, Pauline, for um, helping me sync the tracks and putting the rest together. Absolutely. She sent it over to us, and uh, Steve worked his magic on the <laughs> levels and the EQing and all yes. that because we have the equipment for that. Yes. So um, this is called She Used to Be Mine, and it's a Sarah Bear. Borealis, I asked how to say that, (laughs) Borealis cover um, that you recorded. And uh, let's just take a listen to this, and we'll talk about it after it. Uh, This is, uh, she used to be mine, a Sarah Borealis cover sung by my guest, 13-year-old Kyra (laughs) Reverman. It's not simple to say that most days I don't recognize me with these shoes and this apron that place and its patrons have taken more than I gave them. It's not easy to know I'm not anything like I used to be, although it's true, I was never attention sweet center but I still remember that girl she's imperfect but she tries 
This is Pauline Jennings, and you're listening to Musician Talk. Today, my guest is Kyra Riverman, a Northfield Middle School 8th grader, and you just heard her sing a Sarah Brailis cover called She Used to Be Mine. Yes. All right, I, I was getting choked up. <laughs> you do that to me, Kyra. So powerful. I mean, what you were talking about before, just before this head voice and chest voice, mm-hmm. your chest voice is so powerful, and you really made a great use of your head voice. That was the tender, light spots. Yeah, definitely. At the end of the song, like when I was done recording it, I was just shaking. Mm. I couldn't help but, like, after singing the whole thing and then coming back down and then singing, like, the last song's quiet, like, I was shaking so much. It was just 
So, yeah. And you can hear it's it's a difference of thinking about what you're doing and being in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't you could tell just by the way that you were singing, you weren't thinking about what you were doing. No, you were feeling what you were doing. I was feeling it, yes. Wow, that is really <laughs> great. And it's so impressive. I mean, it's impressive for anybody at any age. Mm-hmm. But at, at 13, it's even that much more impressive. So awesome. And we're going to hear another song coming up a little <laughs> bit later. Um, so do you have some hopes of for singing in the future, like five years, 10 years from now? What are you thinking? Well, oh, I've had, a, <laughs> I've had a plan forever, ever since I was I young. I kind of figured. Yeah. Um, so um, I really want to live in Los Angeles, California, or New York City. And I would love to be a movie actress. And I just always in my life have loved the movies, just watching them. And just like they could have this big camera in front of their face and they can still keep in the moment and they can still act like crazily and like say it's amazing um but i really want to be like hugh jackman where he does the movies but he also does like broadway stuff like he can do both and he's super talented he's so good at both of them you know like he can sing he can dance he can do pretty much anything and i just really in my life really want to do that where i can do both well you've already got a great start i mean it seems like you i didn't mention this in the intro but you're also um been part of some dance performances as well yes so you got the dancing you got the singing you got the acting and <laughs> also you played sax which we didn't even talk about so uh you you got it all going on already and it's just a matter of fine tuning and some good some luck actually <laughs> yes right? yeah that's great well good luck in that and i will support that wholeheartedly if Thank you ever you. need anybody you know for me to <laughs> just give you a plug no problem <laughs> thank you that's what you should be doing you should be on stage definitely <laughs> um so i like to take a little bit of the show to talk about the importance of music mm-hmm. um and art in general for you uh, include the- theater in this because musical theater is really where you shine <laughs> i mean you also by the way have had gigs outside of the theater and um, let's just talk about a couple of those before we get into the importance of music aspect. Um, you had a big gig this summer, didn't you? Yes. Um, I got to sing the national anthem at a Saints game. Oh, so cool. Yeah, it was. that was the craziest thing of my life. I've never done something like that. I sang to about 7,000 people or so. Um, it was like packed. And wow. it was truly a special um, day for me. I was... Um, yeah, I practiced the song and especially with the national anthem, it's also like a wide range, you know, yes, so I had, song. I had yeah. to find like the perfect range for me because I wanted to, uh, belt out the song. I didn't really want to go in my head voice for that. Cause I just wanted to, you know, like sing it like the best I can, but it was kind of funny because I sang it acapella for the saints game. And, um, no matter how much I practiced it. I could not get my starting um, key. And it was really funny. So my mom was behind me on the day and she had like this little tuning thing. So literally before I went on, she like blew it in my ear and I went up and like had it in my head and then... I just sang it out. That's a great solution. <laughs> yes. So when you're talking about which, what key to find, you want to sing the high notes really big in your chest yeah, voice. So I have to start very low. Right. Uh, and luckily I can do it. Yep. You, but, you did. Yeah. I, I heard a recording <laughs> of it. In fact, you did. Uh, I, maybe I jumped the gun on best gig, worst gig, but I just <laughs> wanted to say that you are doing things outside the theater. Yes. So the importance of music, let's get back to that. Um, 
I'm just wondering what you see in your peers that are involved with music, choir, band, or theater, and or theater, um, what it gives to them, and, and you too. Well, for me at least, singing makes me very happy. I mean, every song has a story to it, you know? And to me, it just makes me so happy to listen to the song. They're telling me a story, and I love that so much. And I feel like it makes everybody around me happy too when I sing or when anybody sings, it has a calming thing to it. Whenever mm. you're sad, you probably listen to calming music and like just cal- like calm down. And then it's just, there's something about it. I don't know. Um, it's, I think music has a pretty big impact on people's lives. I mean, could you like imagine a world without music? No, I cannot. It's absolutely. There's something 100%. about it. Yeah. You know, I'm interested in exploring that it makes you happy. And then, and then you talked about, you know, if you're sad, listen to a calm song. Yeah. So when you sing a sad song, does it still make you happy because you're singing? Oh, yeah. So I guess for me, at least, since I do acting, it depends on the person. When I sing a song, I get into the moment and I feel what the song was intending the person to feel. They feel sure. sadness. Like, she used to be mine. It's about um, Sarah Bareilles' character. She's super sad. She Her life is just not what she was expecting it to be. And then she's having this baby, and she's just she's just really sad, and just like, she, this isn't what she wanted. Yeah. So when I'm singing this song, I feel what she was intending to feel, the sadness. So for me as an actress, I try getting into that and then feeling what she was trying for me to feel. So I guess I can't say it makes people happy. Um, it depends on the song. Well, but. I mean, there's a difference between the, the sadness and the moment of the song that you're putting for that song yeah. and then the feeling that you have when you're done with it. Yes. And that, for me, uh, it always lifts me up. So even if I'm crying while I'm singing, <laughs> just singing it's just lifts. Yes, lifts yeah. you up. And maybe happy is not the right word. Maybe lifting you up is the better way to put it. That yeah. it just, it bolsters me. Yeah. It feeds me and that's kind of <laughs> overused. But so um, how about students, other students? I'm just curious, like, I know I've talked about this with theater stuff. Is I, I feel it gives a student so much about risk taking um, mm-hmm. that you learn about how to take risk and to trust. I think oh, that yeah. happens too in bands, uh, choirs, not as much because it's not as intimate maybe as the theater. Do you mm-hmm. notice that? Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, a little bit. So whenever, like with risks and stuff, like when you're going on stage, you like you always want to take a chance. You never want to miss an opportunity. Like, especially with like singing the national anthem, I had this opportunity and I took it and it changed my life. Now I have Mm. more opportunities for more and more things, which makes me learn and learn and grow and grow. And so I think that's definitely a takeaway is you definitely want to take risks because you never know what's going to happen with it, you know? And I mean, if you mess up, if you do something bad, you learn from your mistakes and then you learn. So for your next chance you can do better that's a great aspect of art i think that you brought up is that forever learning yeah you can never get it perfect no 
yeah. Right? You can never. So, and I think that kind of defines art. It, there's no perfection. There's always striving for it, mm-hmm. you know? And so you can always do it better. You can always do it different. <laughs> and, and that's such a joy, isn't it? Yes, yes. definitely. I love learning from my mistakes, you know? <laughs> right. And you can learn from your successes too. Yes, right? What works. Exactly. This works for me, right? I can <laughs> sing in my chest voice all day long. I'm not so much that head voice. I better work on that. But yes. I'll keep, yes. I'll keep going with the chest. Exactly. <laughs> Let's turn to the next song, which is a Christmas song. And I'm curious why you picked this one. And which one is it? Uh, it is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yes. And I picked this song because I feel like especially with this year, um, with COVID, people have been like sad. They've been struggling and just not really happy, yeah. I feel like. So yeah. this song really reflects on how people were like are feeling but it's the song showing no matter how hard times can get, you should still have like a Merry Christmas or like a Merry Holiday. And you should still be with loved ones, leave the troubles away and just be happy and be with the people you love. Ah, that's a great, great message and a great reason to pick a song to do. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and go into it. Let's listen to Kyra Reverman, an eighth grader at Northfield Middle School, sing the holiday classic, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. A merry little Christmas Let your heart be light Next year all our troubles Will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay Next year all our troubles will be miles away Once again Soon we all will be together If the fates allow Until then we'll have to model through Somehow So a merry little Christmas now. 
This is Musician Talk, and I am your host, Pauline Jennings. Today, my guest is Kyra Reverman, and that is who you just heard beautifully <laughs> belt out, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Again, wow. <laughs> oh, you just blow me away. Thank I keep you. saying those words, blow me away, but it's just what comes out. That's a hard song to sing. Did you have a difficulty with that? Lots of weird intervals. Oh, yeah. For this song, um, I learned it. A couple days before, because I was going to work on it with um, my vocal coach, Melissa. And for the song, I just decided, you know what? Just for this, I'm going to make it my own. Mm. So that's why I did like, I kind of made it pretty poppy. Yeah. Where I was like, how to model through, like all that type of stuff. So I kind of made it my own for this. Um, So for this, especially, I didn't have too much trouble. But now working on it with um, my vocal coach, She's making it more um, nice, soothing, like more like feeling, you know, just for the song. I was just, you know, singing it out. And yeah, yeah. and you did a great job singing it out. And so I'll be interested in knowing what nuances she she adds to that. But yeah, you're doing the the little runs and the bending of the notes. Mm -hmm. That's totally your own. And that I encourage you to keep doing that, Uh, you know, improv on on different melodies. uh, That'll just get get you way ahead of the game <laughs> yes. learning how to do that at this age um and again your 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 chest voice is so powerful it, it and it and you can hold those na- notes and you hold them spot on and just wonderfully done thank you you're welcome <laughs> okay i want to talk about last night just a little bit because i was so impressed with uh, the work that you did so uh, in this radio show it's a wonderful life life that i saw kyra in last night she played uh, multiple characters mm-hmm. and each character had a different voice and i just because um, we use our voice you use it for singing but we also use it for in different ways right and yeah. and some of the singing comes into voice work for acting with when you're speaking mm-hmm. so i just want to talk about how you uh, prepare for your accents. But before that, let's just hear them. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll start with the first character you see. His name is Mr. Gower. And the only two times that you see him in the show, he's drunk. He's a little bit of a sad, grumpy man because he just lost his son. Oh. And mm. so when I'm playing it, um, I go into this voice. So he's like, George, did you deliver that prescription? Why didn't you deliver it right away? The little blind girl's sick. You lost it, didn't you? (laughs) So that's my Mr. Gower voice. Um, And then for the next character you see, his name is Ernie Bishop. He's the um, taxi driver, and he's like really good friends. And for him, I do this New Yorker accent. And for this role, I learned how to do a New Yorker accent, so I'm still working on it. But um, I think it's pretty good. So it I is. Do. Hiya, George. Need a lift? Oh, you don't have to rob me of any fares, George. The taxi business is on the skids. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderfully done. Thank you. Okay, do the next one, and then we're going to come back and talk about how you prepare for that. Got it. And then for the next one, uh, her name is Violet Bick. She's definitely more of this girly, girly, like snooty little um, person, but she's she's pretty. She's nice. I like her, though, uh, as her character. <laughs> but she's like... George Bailey, have you lost your mind? Walk through the grass in my bare feet. <laughs> it must be ten miles to the falls, and this is the only thing I have to wear. You expect me to go swimming in this? <laughs> That's great. So you got the southern thing. Yeah, she has like that little twang in it. <laughs> she totally does. So how do you prepare to do these different accents? For Mr. Gower, um, I only actually had the two parts, but um, Rachel Hyder, our director, 
um, she told me, hey, we don't have enough. Like, could you do this part for Mr. Gower? And I was like, sure, I'll try. And so I usually never go down the raspy. Like, I never talk like this. So it was, what I do is I make my face like almost like I'm frowning. And then I always close my eyes because that's the only way I can get into like that drunk type of thing. Like even <laughs> when I'm on stage. But <laughs> at first we practiced with our masks. Like we always wore our masks. And so I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm making like the weirdest face ever while I'm saying his lines. And then finally when we got to say it's okay, you can wear like your ma- like you can take off your mask when you're at the microphone. I was like, oh, no, my face is going to be like so weird when I was on there. But it's OK. I, I think it works for our character. It totally does. But yeah, I just go in my low voice and then make it raspy. And then I just make my face like it's super weird. <laughs> the shape of your face makes a big difference in the accent. Doesn't <laughs> exactly. It? It's yeah. It's amazing. How the shape of your mouth and all that. Definitely. So how about the New York accent? Quickly? So the New York accent, I don't know what I, I so I do it a little bit lower because Ernie and then. I kind of take my tongue and make sure it touches the tip of my mouth. Yeah. So it just, duh, duh, duh. And then I just put that into like the accent. So I kind of do it. You nice. Know? Yes. And then along with that, you have the different vowel sounds. Yeah. Do you mark up your script? Um, sometimes I do that when I'm tr- truly having a problem with how I'm saying it. Sure. Like there's this one line, it's Genesee Street. I always had a problem saying that because it's like Genesee Street and it's Genesee. But I always said it wrong. And that was like mostly like the notes that I had were to Genesee Street. But yeah, that was like the main problem I had with it. <laughs> well, you do a wonderful job at that. And again, folks, that's at two o'clock today, the last performance. It's a wonderful life at the Guild Theater here in Northfield. So you mentioned Rachel Hyder, and she's mm. the director of It's a Wonderful Life. And um, I know you, you want to talk a little bit about the people in, in town or not in town in the area who have helped you out. Yes. And- there are so, so many people I would love to mention, but just like here are a few. Starting with Rachel Hyder, she um, is amazing. I have also no words for her. She took this chance on this like little eight year old kid mm. starting for the Miracle Worker, and she's made like such an impact on my life. Like, I have. I can't, I can't thank her enough for yes. like all she's done with me. Like she set me for the path to victory and she is truly amazing. Um, I you have, know, I just oh, want to interrupt sorry. that when we did, I did um, a couple radio dramas via zoom at the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. and Cairo was in a couple of them. And, um, I just noticed so a lot of, of you were in middle schoolers or late, late uh, elementary school mm-hmm. and how Good, so many of you were, and, and that's because of Ra- that's Rachel. That's because of Rachel. Yeah, absolutely. She's and she's changed wonderful. my life, too, yes. so shout out to her. Yes, definitely. I would also love to thank my piano teacher, um, Colleen Jelsing. She is uh, pretty amazing. She's taught me like all my notes and all of what I know in piano today. And then also Mr. Fryer, my um, band teacher. I love him so much. He's taught me a lot about the saxophone especially since i've learned the saxophone a little bit later but i've caught up because of him and he's just amazing and then um melissa holm johansson she's my vocal coach and she's taught me so so much and then daphne mccoy and jana hirsch they are my two dance teachers and have taught me also so much that's great. It's it's so great to be able to lift up the people that come behind us, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm sure they love doing that as well. Yes. Um, and it's so nice of you to mention them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about best gig, worst gig. Yes. All right. Do you have some picked out for us? 
Well, so for my best gig, there have been so many. It's hard to truly pick one. I mean, we've mm -hmm. talked about like the national anthem, and but the one that comes to my mind is me and my friends did Dear Evan Hansen Jr. And I didn't know that even yes, existed. No. So me and my best friend Silas Lear and Cosmo Eslin, we all decided we wanted to make this show. Like all only us kids. And Silas, um, this is like Dear Evan Hansen is one of his favorite musicals ever. And it was actually his idea and he just got me and Cosmo up and we decided to first make a club. And <laughs> so we made like the Northfield Theater Club and then we decided to put on the plays from there. And so we got, like I said, all our friends and we just put this play on and I think it was truly special to me because we had no help from the grown-ups we had a lemonade stand to get money to get <laughs> props and then we literally just That's put great. this show together and it was truly super special and we were all super proud of ourselves at the end because we had like we did this at like our small like theater place and a bunch of like our friends and family came to see us and That's we just cool. felt really great about ourselves putting this on just us. Like we literally, Silas sent out rehearsal times just for the kids to come and to practice and it was truly special. That is so great. Yes. So did you actually do as juniors, Dear Evan Hansen, or did, what, did you write a new script for it? So we couldn't do the whole thing because it's a kind of inappropriate. So we like yeah, changed some true. of the words <laughs> and we made it definitely smaller. But other than that, we had the same cast. We had we took some lines from the script and put it in. And it yeah, it was truly, it was really fun to do. And you had a piano player? Did kids play? Oh, uh, we or, or just all So we had uh, the techies, like Maggie. She's also in... Um, it's a Wonderful Life. She did like the techie stuff because we did it um, and we just had the karaoke version and then oh, we sang it. on top of that so we had like microphones and stuff. Oh, that is just... I, do you plan on doing more of that with your Northfield Theater Club? Oh, uh, we've def It's really funny. We have a whole book of ideas we want to do. Awesome. And this was right before the pandemic hit. So we haven't really had the chance to do anything yet but we're definitely planning to do something soon, hopefully. That is really, really great to hear. Yes. That's, I think, one of the best, best gigs that I've heard anybody tell me about. <laughs> I love that. All right. I like to do the best gig second because to leave on a happy note, but let's do it. Let's, let's just do it. What's yes. the worst gig? So I honestly don't have a worst gig. Oh, like I said, like I learned from my mistakes and it was, per no, I don't really have a worst gig, but I have like more challenging things sure. that I've had to do to do and um the one that also comes to mind is the fun like the guild fundraising event and for this it was me Steve Lawler and Kurt Johnson putting on a song that we decided to do called Found Tonight it's uh like it was yeah <laughs> and so what we did was if you see the video it looks like we're all in the same room. We're all together singing the song, but we're not because it was in the middle of self-quarantine. And so shout out to Kurt Johnson because he literally put it all together because we went individually one at a time singing the song. And for me especially, I want to see the people yeah. I'm singing with and I want to like see them like doing the piano. We had like a bass player and I just really wanted to see all of this. 
but I couldn't because it was just me. I listened to the other voices in my head, but that was pretty like challenging to me because I just wanted to see the people and I wanted yeah. to like be there to like encourage them and be like, "Oh, you did so amazing," you know. But that was probably the most challenging for me. So, what do you say you learned learned from your mistakes? What did you learn from that experience? Um, well, I d- I just learned that it's okay. It'll be better soon. Yeah. Um, it, hopefully the pandemic it will just quiet down a little bit where I can see my like all my friends yeah. and I can sing together soon. So it was kind of wrapped up the feelings of doing that song without an audience without work without the mm-hmm. people that you're singing with and playing with in the room kind of morphed into this whole bigger idea of not being able to see people period because yeah. you're at home. Yeah. But you also learned I'll tell you what you learned. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what you learned lady um, is you learned that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it works out really well, even yes. though you couldn't see, you couldn't be in the same room, and that was uncomfortable for you. No, yeah, you did it, and it worked, it and worked. it was successful. Yes, um, and all of that, everything, uh, all the items that people brought together for that that fundraiser was wonderful, and it was all done in isolation, mm-hmm. which is incredible. I uh, co-hosted that, and yes, I was on a Zoom for that whole show. <laughs> fun, fun. What is coming up next here? So. Like I said before, I mentioned the Nats thing, and I actually have it. It's the National Association of Teachers of Singing. Oh, And so that's the competition I'm doing. And like I said, I'm going to be doing the musical theater as well as the classical. And so that's what me and my voice teacher are working on. So I learn how to sing in that head voice. And I'll hopefully, like, be super pretty and just really nice. And then um, also, like we mentioned. When is that? When is the competition? I think it's in early spring. Okay. Yes. So you have some time to work. Yeah, definitely. But yet it's around the corner. Both both <laughs> things are at the same time. Yes. All right. Sorry and, for interrupting. Oh, no, no. It's okay. And then also I have um, the last uh, day of the Purple Doors, It's a Wonderful Life, that I'm really excited um, that I'm in and stuff. Are so. there any shows coming up you're going to audition for? Um, so far, no, I'm just like, whenever something comes up, I will always audition for and then, you know, that's just the fun of it. And so, so far, no. Um, but I hope to soon. Oh, absolutely. Once there's a a role for you, and also auditioning, not just at the guild. No, anywhere I go. Yes. Where else have you auditioned? So I have auditioned for the Diary of a Bumpy Kid at the Children's Theater, and I've gotten four callbacks wow. so far, and I think that was it for now, so we're still waiting. Um, I do not oh, know you yet. Heard. You haven't heard. We haven't heard yet, wow. but I've gotten... Uh, that's the most I've ever gotten, is I've gotten four callbacks so well, far. congratulations. So. That's thank huge, you. even if you don't get the part. That's no, really, really yes, great. No, yes, definitely. Good for you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kyra, for being thank here you. today, and you did a great job, and it was so wonderful to learn more about you. Oh, thank so, you again for having me. Have a beautiful day on this sunny, sunny beautiful Minnesota winter day. Yes. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. If you're interested in what I have going on, it's a holiday show live streamed tomorrow, Monday, December 13th at 6 o'clock p.m. on Tanzanwald Brewing Company's Facebook page. I'm MC and singer, Doug Maddow is on keys, and Barb Piper is the special guest. She's a wonderful songwriter, singer, multi-instrumentalist teacher, and entertaining performer. She'll offer up some of her originals, we'll sing some holiday songs together, and there'll be much more fun holiday mayhem. Mark your calendar, December 13th, tomorrow, 6 o'clock p.m., for a live stream holiday show on Tanzanwell Brewing Company's Facebook page. Hope to see you there.
Now, in closing, many thanks to Kyra Reverman for joining me on Musician Talk for this glimpse into her musical journey and some plans she has for her musical future. My next show will be with my sister, Siri Lehman, an inspired songwriter and singer. We'll discuss her musical journey, our Christmas album collaboration, and play a few tunes from that album. Please join us. Sending out a heartfelt thanks to you for listening to Musician Talk on The One, KYMN. Have a terrific day.